Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and MacLean podcast presented by Ingles. Happy hump day, Mac. <laughs> As we get ready to wrap up basketball season, which the Final Four is this weekend, both men's and women's Final Fours are going to be epic. You're going to want to watch for sure. But once that happens, once this weekend ends, to me, and tell me if you disagree, I truly feel like we are into spring ball. We are looking yes. ahead to college football. We are not Major League Baseball people. No offense to those people. We are not um, whatever else. I mean, XFL, obviously, we're following because Mac is yeah. the face of the ball. XFL. You said spring ball. That's spring yeah, yeah, yeah. But spring ball really is about to begin, Mac. We know that. We'll, we'll be following the Masters. I'm wearing my Masters shirt. We'll definitely be following the Masters. But it's football time. I, I feel like in your mind there was one thing that we were following, and then it just kept growing. <laughs> and we're doing like, this. Oh, actually, we're, we're doing, doing a lot. That. There's, there's a lot. Um, yeah, KG, come on. I mean, this is uh, this is like the beginning of talking season a little bit here yeah. because we, we get to see some stuff, some new coaches, some new players, some transfers, uh, all, all these different things. And this is when you really start to dial in a little bit, and you get a nice snapshot you know, of what a team might look like in the fall. Now, there's still a, a recruiting class, some guys that might be coming in, you know, for various teams. There's another transfer window. Uh, so there could be some additions. There could be some losses if guys aren't happy with how spring ball goes. But this is always a fun time for me because you, you really get to see, okay, this is what this team could be. This is what this team could look like. Uh, and, and today, that team we're talking about is the North Carolina Tar Heels. So I, I'm super excited to jump into all things about them. Uh, because like you said, this is getting to the greatest time of the year uh, where we get to preview everything and get really excited. Indeed. Talking season. And then we start talking expectations. We start That's talking, right. you know, what do we want to see from these teams? This is a team that played for an ACC championship last year, won the last ever Coastal RIP to the always <laughs> lovable Coastal division. But uh, you're done. You're gone. So, you know, expectations for UNC are very interesting. It definitely all starts with Drake May. So we're going to get into that. But first, Mac, Graham Lick and Mac Lane is presented by our great friends over at Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. We are actually having a baby shower this weekend. Come on. Here at the homestead. And you know we're going to be getting all the supplies that we need at Ingles. The balloons. You need balloons at a good baby shower. They have great balloons. <laughs> Um, the cake and all those different types of things, cupcakes, chips and dip and just different kind of finger foods that people love. They have a great craft beer selection, you know, for everybody else who will be drinking <laughs> Mac and not me. So we are going to be hitting up Ingles, of course, for all that we need there. And Mac also yesterday, today's Wednesday, we're recording this a couple days earlier, but today's Wednesday in, in the podcast world. So yesterday was Taco Tuesday, and I know Mac has a great Taco Tuesday video up from Come on. Ingles where he got some of that ground beef. That's right. Big Taco Tuesday guy and, and everything you need. Like you said, the organic stuff, that's the big deal to me is, is when I walk in there, KG, and I see such an array, a plethora of mm. organic stuff and, and locally sourced. Um, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm a South Carolina guy through and through. So to see that uh, in our state, they're partnering you know, with farmers locally. They're partnering with people in their region that, that's super important and, and love that they do that. So before we jump any more into this interview, let's have a little word from our sponsor. 
At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Okay, Mac, it is time to officially dive into the North Carolina Tar Heels. And of course, it all starts with Drake May, the reigning ACC player of the year. He's back. (laughs) And he threw for 4,300 yards last year and 45 touchdowns. Was just absurd as a redshirt freshman. Came out of nowhere for some people. We all knew about him in this area of the country. (laughs) Mac was trying to, Eric McLean was trying to get Mac Brown to commit on when we had Mac on Mac Brown on before the season to say Drake May's the guy and Mac Brown was still saying, Oh, we have a quarterback competition. And Eric McLean was like, Okay, yeah, right. And I remember game one, Mac, the FAMU game, which you can't yep. most of the time you can't tell anything from a game like that. You Mac was the guy that jumped on the hype train the quickest for Drake May. Yeah. My main question moving forward is now we have a hype train. There were not many people talking about Drake May. Heading into last year, this year, everybody's talking about it, Mac. How does that affect things? Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I think all the things that you just said there and, and talking about this young man, it, it was so funny. I just always like to reflect back, you know, when we were doing our summer tour and we're going around and, you know, one of the first stops was UNC. And because they had a week zero, they were a little farther along in practice than most people, you know, we got to see. They were in pads, they were doing scrimmages, all these different things. And, uh, you know, so we go and we're talking off camera, which Mac, Mac does a great job. Like he gets it. Like he's been in the TV world. Oh, yeah. He understands it. He loves to, 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 you know, kind of play in that space. And he truly felt like it was a competition. He truly felt like either guy hadn't separated enough in his eyes. Now, I don't know if he was lying to me or not. I do not <laughs> know because all I know is when I've walked away from that practice, I was confused at why there was a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I, this guy was just super clean, Drake May, just very effective, uh, looked like he'd been a two, three-year starter, and he hadn't barely played any at all at the college level. And, uh, you know, I just kind of had an inkling of an idea then. And then, as you said, KG, that first game where it was how he did it. It wasn't necessarily what he did, because I think he did go for like 300-plus, five touchdowns, all these things, which is amazing. But it was how he did that where he's going through his reads, one, two, three, getting the ball out, not just force-feeding Josh Downs, who had a great game, but getting everybody involved. And we saw his wheels and the things that he could do with his legs. And I'm just like, whoa. Like, this dude's a first-round draft pick. Middle of the season, I'm like, this guy's the draft pick. Like, he's the guy. And, uh, you know, the hype is going to be real. It's going to be a lot. And, and, you know, I think even he's already gone through some of it, you know, this offseason early. Like, when you guys remember back in January, February – where people are allegedly offering him millions of dollars to transfer to his school. So this year is going to be like nothing he's ever faced uh, because there's going to be so much expectation on him. There's going to be so much pressure, but that's a good thing. You want to be in that space, especially at the quarterback position. And I'm going to, I'm going to quote a rival here with Riley Leonard, but he said, the reason that I wanted to play football, the reason I wanted to play quarterback is because you're that guy, you control everything. So I think most have that mindset and he's going to be fine. But KG, there is going to be a lot of talk surrounding Mm -hmm. this, and it's going to be tough for him to just stay in his lane 
and not look around and look at all of it and continue to dominate and be the guy. But he's got a good cast around him. He's got a new offensive coordinator, a great head coach, and his family. He, he, they're built for this. So but I'm yeah. excited to see it. And Mac Brown has navigated this before with yes. high-profile quarterbacks at Texas and, you know, even with Sam Howell. So you could can, argue on a bigger stage at Texas. Yeah, you could with Vince Young and Colt McCoy for sure. And then just knowing Drake May the little that we do and his family and his personality, he is a very down-to-earth guy. So yeah. I do think that will help him. I want to add this. Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer says uh, – he said it on the Rich Eisen Show – that a lot of NFL teams believe that Drake May is considered a superior prospect to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who are probably going to be the you know top guys taken this year. Yeah. And you got Caleb Williams in next year's draft, too. So could some teams say, hey, let's wait a minute. It would be really cool if the Panthers set, did that, but I don't think they're going to do that. They, they need a quarterback more than anything. Let's dive into this offense, Mac, because it is going to look different. Brand new offensive coordinator, Chip Lindsey, Phil Longo left for Wisconsin. You've got a new tight end coach. You've got a new offensive line coach. A lot of new. And, yes, UNC could score last year. That wasn't really the problem. Mm -hmm. The defense was more the problem, and we will get to that. But (laughs) the problem for UNC offensively, I think a lot of those problems showed up late in the year in those games they shouldn't have lost where – They couldn't run the ball effectively outside of Drake May. And that's risky because you're putting him in harm's way. Mm -hmm. They gave up so many sacks, Mac. And I know you have thoughts on this. But it just felt like it was a lot of big player bust. It was a lot of Josh Downs, Antoine Green, or bust. And there's got to be a way. When you have Drake May back there, and you do have some really talented young running backs who we'll talk about too. Mm -hmm. And you have some talented wide receivers that – It's going to be hard to replace Josh Downs and Antoine Green, but you've got some guys. There's got to be some tweaks, right, where you run the ball more effectively with your running backs and maybe you get the ball out quicker to help your offensive line. What what are you thinking there? Yeah, well, I I do want to touch on that NFL thing that you started with there for a second because I do think he is the guy. Like, if he was available – Right now, I think he'd be the number one pick. Mm. And and so what's fascinating about that is folks on Monday got a little preview of that because he did pro day for UNC and he's throwing all these guys. And it's kind of like seeing it's window shopping. You're looking at that Ferrari, you're looking at that Lamborghini, but it's next year's model. Like you you don't have it yet. You you know, you can't get it. So I think a lot of those guys, they're just sitting there like that gum. This is this is going to be something crazy, um, and I, I do believe truly if, if he you know stays healthy, does his thing, doesn't get any, any trouble, which he has no history of that at all. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a bona fide superstar really early. So with that, you know, comes all that expectation that we were talking about, and now you have to go deliver in a little bit of adverse situations. All those names you just mentioned, three coaches changing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in this this offense that have been relatively stable since Mac Brown has been there in regards to personnel and and things of that nature. So it's going to be really fascinating. You know, what what does it look like? How different is it? How much do they try to adjust or change? Um, You know, similar to Clemson. I think Clemson's going through a bit of a total makeover. I think UNC, it's a little bit more of adjustments. I think it's a little bit more How odd is that, though, that the two teams that played for the ACC title both have new offensive coordinators coming into this year? I know. And very different circumstances of of how and why uh, they got there. It's it's something that is is a little bit shocking, to to say the least. Uh, But people move on, and and things happen, and and things of that nature. But, you know, I think when you look at the offense, you mentioned the, the sacks. I mean, that has been the glaring issue for three years now, for four years now, with, with, you know, all the way back to Sam Howell, you know, getting sacked like 150 times in his career. I mean, that is 
crazy. You're not um, exaggerating, really, honestly. I'm not exaggerating. No, I mean, it's it's right there. It's very close if it's not 150. And so I think that, you know, last year, our guy getting hit 40 times, I mean, yeah, something's got to change. Like, that's a lot for your quarterback to get hit. That's a lot for that guy to be on the ground. And, you know, the question is why? Why does that happen? And if you roll the tape, it's probably 50% offensive line, 40% quarterback, 10%, you know, running back tight end, you know, not picking up their deal. And, and you know, I give quarterbacks such a big number there uh, because a lot of this time, and this is college, this is not just North Carolina, a lot of this time, guys will be running one yard short of the line of scrimmage and walk out of bounds. That's a sack. Mm. That's a negative play. Throw it away. Just It's so easy. I wish I could play quarterback for a day <laughs> to throw the ball away. That's all I want to do because it, it can't be that hard. Uh, and, and, you know, so I think that decision-making will really help. I think the other things that you pointed out, speeding things up, understanding, you know, the offense a little bit better. He already had such a great grasp on it. But, you know, knowing your outlets that when things break down or when I see pressure, you know, I know where to go to the football. And then schematically, how can we try to help? Is Is that – extra folks blocking when we're taking shots and, and want to you know make a big play downfield is it having those answers whether it's a swing pass or a check down or something of that nature you know just to get the ball out um because that's the biggest thing the negative plays getting behind the line of scrimmage it's explosive the name of the game of this carolina offense for years has been explosion 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 the thing that kills that is when you're faced with second and 17. Like, that's not good. Nobody wants to be a part of that, and it sur- surely limits you. For, so from 10,000 feet, KG, and strictly kind of focusing on the quarterback play caller, those are things that really have to adjust, and I'm sure we'll see that. Yeah, I think a lot of the issues for UNC towards the end of the season were as a result of the pressure on Drake May. Not yep. outside pressure, literal pressure from the opponent's defense. And so a lot of that is the O-line new – O-line coach Randy Clements is, is going to have a big challenge there, but also getting rid of the ball quicker. And can these running backs step up, Mac? I know you got to replace Downs and, and Green, and you've got Pesor, you've got Jones, you've got Nate McCollum coming in from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I think UNC is going to be fine at the wide receiver position. The running backs have to be healthy. UNC had mm-hmm. so many injuries at running back last year. Yeah. British Brooks, of course, was hurt right off the bat. He is actually still recovering right now in Caleb Hood. But your boy, Omarion Hampton, yeah. he's got to be the guy, right, Mac? He, he has to be. I mean, when you look at his physical body, you know, just being a really special, talented guy, you, you have to step up. And, and what's the reason that he didn't? Is, was there, you know, a little bit of injury last year? Is there not fully understanding the offense? So maybe they didn't trust him Fast in certain walking. situations. What, what was it? You know, and get better at that and, and get your body right to where you can withstand you know, college hits in the college season and, you know, understanding protections and when to be where, that's a big deal. Because, again, you, you look at the Georgia Tech-NC State-Clemson game, what did they do? They put guys in coverage, they allowed their defensive line to hunt, and then they blitzed accordingly. If you have a run game, you can't have a two-safety, three-safety in Clemson's, you know, persona look against us because we're going to run it all day long. And North Carolina didn't have that. And, and so those guys have to step up. Drake can't be trying to throw against eight uh, where, where there's guys everywhere and he only has three wide receivers in a route or maybe four. Uh, it, it just, the math doesn't add up. And we saw him struggle. We, we saw him get sacked. You know, it, it looks like 14 times in the last four games, including that bowl game against Oregon. So that's a lot. And, and again, having that run game can surely aid that and, and help that out. And I, I think that's something that we'll see naturally improve because those two young guys looking at the freshmen last year, 
are going to get better, are going to step up and you know, really be able to go. And I want to add this, even with all these issues offensively with the 40 sacks and Very not good. being able to run it, <laughs> you still had a pretty incredible year where you won the Coastal and had every chance in the world to beat Oregon in that bowl game without Josh Downs out there too. Yeah. So it yeah. just it just shows how special Drake May is. And if some of these other really talented young guys can step up, I think this offense with a little bit of a new look and some tweaks mm-hmm. and more emphasis on running the ball can be really, really good, Max. So I yeah. I want to make sure that we are emphasizing the positive here because this offense yeah, was still very 100%. good overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. And, and I think, you know, when it's clicking, I mean, I'm looking at Drake's stats right here. I mean, 500 yards, 400 yards, five touchdowns, you know, two or three different times. And they're electric and that's, they've been electric. That's just what they do. But to take that next step, you know, that, that everybody's right. been talking about, can they do this? These are the things that they're going to have to do. And, and I do want to touch on these those running backs, those two freshmen. Mm-hmm. When you look at Amarion Hampton uh, and, and George Petaway, it's almost to me, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this too, KG. When I hear folks saying, and I had to argue with this with Sam Acho, um, about putting guys in situationally. Like, if I'm putting a running back in and, and I don't trust him to pass block, take him out when I'm pass blocking. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Hand him the football. Let him do his thing. And, and you know, the argument is, well, they'll know your tendencies. It's third and ten. Everyone knows we're passing. That's great. Me having a running back in isn't going to tell you True. the tendency that, that I'm doing here. So for me, it's just like put those guys in situations to win. Yes, they need to do their part and, and understand more of the offense. And if you can be a third, three down back, that's great. But still at the same time, like use what you got. Don't don't try to put a, a square in a circle and a triangle, all these different things. Like use what you have and, and let it ride. Totally agree. And I think sometimes we give defenses too much credit. Of course, I would think that, Mac. But, you know, these are – this is a – and these linebackers are really good. And they can understand – they can recognize things in a split second. But even if they recognize it, how much can stop. that affect – you still got to stop yeah. it. Exactly. And you're still – you're still if, – if you can't pass block or at least it's a liability, you're still giving up so many plays where you can have mm-hmm. perhaps your most explosive athlete on the roster yep. on the field. I think back to – and this is a Clemson example – uh, Travis Etienne did not come in as a great pass blocker. Nope. But they played him because you could give him the ball and he would go 70 yards. Yeah. So exactly. you got to pick your spots. And of course, pass blocking is a really important part of playing running back. I'm not, of yeah. course it is. But I agree with you. You got to pick your spots for sure. You no, know, we, we should do a podcast because that was my exact example of why hmm. you play that person. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He was pretty good. He was Mac, pretty good. Couldn't you know, pass block, but he was pretty good. Mac and I are available for any right. any coaches that need any advice. You know, we're here. Okay, Mac, we have said some happy things about the offense. We need to talk about the North Carolina defense. Uh-oh. I'm going to start with Did this. they play that there? They played? Yeah. yeah we're going to. We're, that let's was talk rude. About it. I'm sorry. That was let's rude. talk about it. I apologize. I'm going to start with this quote from Mac Brown. I think it was um, from... 247, North Carolina's 247 site, okay? And Mac is with us, okay? Mac knows this defense has to get better. He said this, we're in a position now where we've got to change the narrative. On the defensive side of the ball, Brown said the narrative is that the Tar Heels are soft and can't stop the run. Quote, it's time for us to step up and do that. On offense, Brown said the narrative is the Tar Heels are pretty and can score a lot of points, but aren't physical enough in the run game and tough enough in the red zone. So there's some offense there and some defense there. 
Mm, I forgot about the red zone. That was like that's a great point. That was an epidemic yeah, last year. The red I mean, zone we, we was an issue. But when you can't run it, zone. you can't yeah, score in the hurts. red zone. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, the bottom line. 100%. So what I'm getting from this quote is, and Mac, you can shed some light on Matt drills and spring ball itself. But I feel like the main point of emphasis this spring for UNC is going to be toughness. Agree yeah. or disagree? Yeah, no, 100%. And where you build that isn't in team camp, isn't in the the, the locker room, isn't in the film room. It's in the weight room. And it's Ooh. on that field for mat drills, what you just said, summer workouts. And, and it's guys buying in. I mean, we, we – man, you, you, as a football player and as a basketball player, like you know this, you spend so much more time with the strength staff than you do your actual coaches because it's 24-7, 365 yeah. with those guys. Like, the, the, there aren't rules limiting them on when they can see you, when they can be around, and those rules have changed. I, I think that there they is have more – changed, yeah. We had more rules back that's in the day. Right. <laughs> Regulations, unbelievable. Uh, but those guys are always with you, and, and that's where you see, you know, kind of boys turning to men and, and these mm. – freaking monsters, you know, start to emerge because when you really buy into that and, and you have to train that way and not saying that they didn't, but how can we take that another step? How can we not give up 61 points to Appalachian State? Like, what, what are we doing as a team where we can there find that? There were overtimes. There was a couple, maybe, it doesn't tell me <laughs> on this, but there were some overtimes. Um, but, you know, how, how can you dig down and, and be that team and not miss tackles and be in your assignment and yeah, we, we have a guy that has 100-plus tackles in the middle there, but how can we as a team get better to where we're all doing our part? And, and I think, honestly, when, when I look at the, the North Carolina defense, the two biggest things uh, that have to get better is the pass rush and stopping the run. And we've been banking on that for years now because of all yeah. the four and five and, and amazing all players, the high, all the players. Stars that have come in. A lot of those guys have left. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys have transferred and moved on. So what's left? Who have you brought in? What can you do, you know, as a defensive line to create havoc? And linebackers, Cedric Gray, uh, you know, Eccles, uh, the transfer Amari Gaynor, can he have new life from FSU uh, transferring into North Carolina? That unit can be special, but you've got to do it consistently. You have to stop the run, and you have to get after the quarterback. I mean, that that's – the name of the game in this modern day, you know, kind of football, because it's so pass heavy, you have to be able to do those two things. Could we possibly see maximum addition by subtraction with some of these guys? It feel it felt like some of the five stars, I, we don't have to name names. If you're a UNC sure. fan, you know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> some of these five stars came in with so much hype and maybe just didn't buy in as much. And so yeah. you'd rather have a high three star that is truly bought in. All than a five-star who doesn't really want to be there and doesn't, doesn't want to put in the work. And UNC also lost pretty much their whole secondary to the transfer portal. But that secondary was rough last year. So, again, yeah. I'm, maybe some addition by subtraction. And just for your reference point, Mac, as you were saying for our listeners, the Heels were last in the ACC and tied it for 128th nationally with just 1.2 sacks per game. That's all they generated. Mm. That's all they generated. Oh. They were also last in the league. And this is crazy. I don't think I, I heard this stat during the season. And maybe some UNC fans are thinking, I heard it. Don't tell it to me again. <laughs> they were also last in the league and 130th out of 131 FBS teams in tackles for loss per game at 3.6. Yeah. yeah. It can so, only I mean, get what better. What does that mean? It can only get well, better. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> it sounds like they could go to 
131st in the first one and 131st in the second one. So there's there's room to slide. Um, but I'm joking, I'm joking. That is not what I was thinking about. Don't speak that into existence. Um, but what, what does that mean, though? Th- those two stats, you know, okay, great. We, we didn't do that. What does that mean? That means that nearly every play, the other offense is getting positive yeah, yards. They're, they're putting themselves in better situations Unlike sometimes your explosive offense that gets behind the, the the line of scrimmage there behind the chains, and it puts you in adverse situations. There were not many times. Now there were a couple of games that the guy stepped up, and you know I don't remember specifically looking at this, but there was a game ceiling interception, game ceiling yep. fumble, something of that nature. So those were good, and it was that bend don't break. But we need more of that force. We need more of that. We're taking the party to you. We're we're bringing this, you know, to to your side of the football not just catching, not just delivering and doing some stuff on the back end. So that's the biggest thing. So th- that's great. Those stats, that really helps, you know, kind of my argument there with the defensive line and just stopping the run uh, and, and getting those negative yards. And then, as you said, the that secondary, I mean, it's going to be totally different. It's going to be brand new with with guys that, you know, they brought in and, and transfers and all these different things that – it's going to be fascinating to see. So year two, you know, for, for Coach Chiswick and, uh, you know, the, the things that he's going to be able to do. I, I think that, you know, early we saw maybe it was like riding a bike that you got to kind of remember and figure it all out. How do I run practice? How do I do all these things? And so all of that should be that, – that was right. the dry run. Let's get it focused in. Let's get locked in because, again, the, the talent is there. The expectation with that quarterback, Drake May, is going to be there there's going to be some opportunity for North Carolina this season. And I think we'll learn a little more throughout the spring of which guys can emerge defensively. I was reading some good stuff on Amari Gaynor, the transfer from Florida State that they're excited about. Came on Rucker, you bring him back, and he's a guy that really stepped up last year. But the guys kind of have to emerge, and I think that's what they're looking at right now, and they're trying to figure out. And Gene Chizik, to your point, when we interviewed Mac Brown before the season last year, He said, and it was probably one of my favorite Mac Brown quotes. It's on our YouTube shorts if you want to go find it. He said, some people have it and some don't. And Gene Chizik (laughs) is one of those guys that has it. So Mac is putting a lot of faith in Gene Chizik to be able to help this defense and and almost bring it back from the dead in many respects, which he has done before at North Carolina. So you have that pedigree and this is, uh, yeah, you're right. I think year one was a lot of, okay, let's figure it out. What do we have? Um, obviously, Gene Chizik didn't recruit a lot of those five stars, but they didn't seem to be stepping up to what they could be. So right. now you're able to go to the portal, shape your roster a little bit more. This is a huge year for the UNC defense. It's massive. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and I think when you look at, okay, what, what are – or some positive. We just hit you with a lot of negatives. The, the 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 positives are the guys that you do have coming back in Cedric Gray and Power mm-hmm. Eccles, two of the better you know linebackers in the ACC. Yeah. A great tandem. That man, they were so productive. Each guy over a hundred tackles for the season. One hundred and three for Power. One hundred and forty four for for Gray. There, that's fantastic. So you have that core right there of guys that leadership, yep. quality, production, all these different things. They have it. Now, how can we branch out from there? How can they be the water that kind of raises all ships and get that defense really going? I think that they'll kind of find some some different ways to get those guys involved. Uh, each one, one sack for Gray, two sacks for Eccles. Let's get them more active. Let, let's get them going and, uh, you know, just make them even harder, you know, to, to target. Where are they? What are they going to do? Um, so I think when, when you see that, you get excited 
And how can you build from that? That'll be the biggest question. I like that, Matt. Get, get your best athletes in positions where they can wreak havoc and get after the quarterback. I also am honestly very much considering naming my unborn son Power. I think that name <laughs> is freaking amazing. It sets you up for success. I mean, it sets sure. you up. And uh, baby boy is already large, according to measurements. So <laughs> power could be a way to go. I'll keep you all posted on that. And yeah. we will keep you posted on UNC. I think this was a good kind of primer for the spring for North Carolina. And we'll have a lot more North Carolina coverage throughout the summer. We'll get Mac Brown on again. We surely hope so. We love that guy. He's the best. He's a he's a walking quote. Um, Drake May, of course, he's he's getting a little more comfortable in front of the camera. That's right. That's and right. just excited to see. I think the hype train in this league with Clemson, with North Carolina, with Florida State. We're gonna be talking Florida mm-hmm. State next week. Mm-hmm. You've got two legitimate, like truly Heisman favorites in Jordan Travis and Drake May. Yeah. So the hype train's getting ready, and we'll be here That's to cover right. it all. Eric it's cranking up. It's cranking up. The the one last piece, just to, and this is for much farther uh, discussion down the road. But the the fact that they do not rely just on winning the coastal. You got to be correct. Good the point. First or second good best point. team. I think there's going to be a lot of attention on Clemson and Florida State. That maybe maybe that's a good thing. You know, there, yeah. there's going to be a lot with with you know QB one there. Uh, but everyone else, maybe the expectation isn't as crazy as as maybe it was two years ago to where they're in a comfortable spot saying, "Mm, okay, we got something for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what's going to be fun to see. That's what I think, you know, spring ball is all about. We talked about this very early in this episode, saying how excited we were to see those type of things. We're going to see a lot of flashes of what UNC is. But as KG said, that's it from us, guys. Florida State, next week, they're next up. Got a really fun episode for you guys on Monday. Our guy EJ Manuel joins the show to talk about the Knowles. My favorite Um, Seminole. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right. my Mine favorite too. Seminole. Mine too. I, I can say that very easily. Um, it, it wasn't much of a, it wasn't like an interview. It was the discussion. It was a yeah, three-way discussion. Yeah. We weren't just sitting there grilling him. So you guys got to check that out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, but that's it from us. Another great episode presented by our friends over at Ingles. Couldn't do this without their support and really appreciate them. Uh, we need you guys to go over to YouTube, rate, review, subscribe, lock into this thing right here. We need you. Really appreciate the growth and the OGs over on Apple Podcasts as well. But until next time, we'll see y'all.